0: Welcome to this next episode of Taming of a Brew, read by myself, the author, Sita Harris, and my co-host, Ray Harris. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned while we read. The period of hot days arrived unseasonably warmer than usual. Without the early drizzle that brought forth the delicate first tea buds, the tea picked what they could, but the agents from Bourbon frowned and grumbled over the stock they received and offered very little for its worth. The leaves of the tea bushes grew sparsely and too small. They waited in vain for proper rains to start. Winter will come soon, predicted Tonto Marcel, the old keeper. If it is God's will, we might have some rain then. In the village, they offered puja at the nearby Kalimai to the gods to send rain, for the nearby reservoir's water level had gone down. The usual fishermen on the sloping banks of the reservoir have been left as a bunch of stragglers. The carps and tilapias had gone deeper to cool and did not paddle their way furiously to their silly death at the base of the fishing lines. Words and foreign phrases rioted through Sébastien's head. Creole, pojburi, French patois. Butchery Creole, English, Tamil. Bon Esperance T estate was surrounded by small hamlets and villages, nestled where sugarcane fills took a step aside to let men claim their corner too. In this tiny, lush island. Impressions of a world far from one Sébastien knew. Where he came from, hamlets were mainly granite houses, farms and barns which looked dark and dull in winter, where the chimneys spat puffs of smoke reminders of the need to keep people warm when the harsh winds blew eastward from the Atlantic Sea, where the eroded, carved-out, sharp abbers and gorges in the north made the coastline deeply indented, where many and dolmens stood facing time in a defiance, here the world was colourful. The winters felt like summers on a cool morning. Sparkling opalescent waters of Suyad Bay stretching across the Tropic of Capricorn, making itself known and held in men's old. Names and places on a map, places he never dreamed he would see. Sun, heat, throngs of people, darker skin, wearing brighter clothes, some draped in saris, others in skirt and light cotton tops. The people in the tropics in this island in the Indian Ocean speaking unfamiliar languages, yet he felt at home. It couldn't be only from the warmth that was offered to him since his arrival, nor the attention that Veronique showered to him, nor it was something else. Devika, the young man's mind wandered over matters that had touched him in in an awkward way. It was better left Time to provide the answers.
1: After discussion with Devika, he had managed to convince the latter to visit her solicitor in the city to ask for legal advice regarding investors. So they set out on the trip early morning after a simple breakfast of papaya, baguette, butter and jam with freshly brewed tea, and of course, coffee for Sebastian. The young man had not got used to drinking tea, even while working for a tea estate. It somehow had not yet settled to his palate, him liking his strong caffeine to start the day. They left the house and took a detour to avoid the morning rush hour. Sebastian couldn't peel his eyes off the new landscape unfurling in front of him. Many unexpected views announced themselves as they turned tight corners. A wall overlooking a ravine covered in La Lian Lang, as the driver uttered, serving as guide to Sebastian. A church clinging to its side in deep black basalt blocks and a cock on its spire. Falls of bougainvillea, sparrows taking a bath at a hand fountain, splashing water poured from the urn of a statue into a big aluminium pail. Patches of dark shadow, patches of bright light, dappled ground around the trees. Birds singing from their perches on flagpoles, jetting over secret squares. Mango trees laden with fruits of all shapes he had never seen naively he thought they existed in only one variety he had seen them appearing during christmas in supermarkets in finisterre christmas and mauritius would herald fresh light cheese with their clusters hanging heavily nearly touching the ground for now papaya trees hold their oblong ripening fruits close to the main trunk while their wide fan-like leaves seem to provide a shelter from the hot sun yellow covered many tall bushes in their parasitic clutches. They passed by a river where some women were washing clothes on a bare large rock by the banks leaving a white froth in the flow of the water. Some waved while putting their washing along lines made from aloe poles tied with coconut coir. It was customary to do the laundry by the river as there was no regular running water in the smaller hamlets but it was also an escape to the outdoors while catching up on the latest gossip and news within the community. The women thrived on these networks to get on with their lives, which had many restrictions.
0: The sun was watery and yellow, rising over the treetops, the air fresh and smelling of eucalyptus and damp earth. Devika closed her eyes and breathed it in. Best part of the day, isn't it? Startled, she spun around. Sébastien was standing in a white shirt and khaki trousers hair still ruffled from sleep, smiling at her. Her stomach lurched. She did not like to show this vulnerable side of herself. Yes, she agreed, pushing loose, unbrushed hair behind her ears, self-conscious at her own disheveled state at this early moment of the morning. I didn't think anyone would be up. I thought I'd walk, couldn't sleep. Can I come with you? he asked. Of course. I will just get change and join you, she nodded. She felt a bit nervous sometimes around this young man. He was so handsome and gentle that her heart skipped a beat each time she caught her eyes on him when he was not looking. She loved his clear blue eyes and when his pupils enlarged when explaining something to her. What was happening to her? Months ago, she was wetting her pillow each night with non-stop tears from the unexpected abandonment by her husband. She vowed no man will ever touch her heart again. And there she was now, growing new hopes cautiously over a painful heartbreak. Each time she nursed and played with her daughter, her soul would feel so happy and sad at the same time. She wondered if her husband missed seeing and knowing his child. Did his paternal instinct kick his flanks with remorse? It felt as if he lived in a faraway land where she and her daughter would never reach. The brutal severance of their relationship was still unbelievable to be true. What will she tell her daughter when she grows up and ask about her father? Many questions ran into Devika's mind and scorched her heart like hot iron marking her flesh. Life was playing queer tricks on her, She felt confused and peaceful at the same time. The vast green expanse of bonne espérance had a lot to do with calming her emotions, bringing some balance. She was offered hope at this stage in her life. The young man was waiting outside, ready for a walk. Devika wrapped a light shawl around her shoulders and joined him. They both stayed silent, enjoying the birds chirping away and nature waking up at its own pace, with its wild and various noises filling the air. Perhaps tomorrow you would like to come around and see our estate. The gardens are flourishing and we produce very delicate superiority. I shall take you to the area where our centennial cultivars are. They are our pride. This is from where all the tea shrubs come from.
1: What developments are there on the other tea estates, do you know?
0: Sébastien asked. She did not know how much was enthusiastic about mechanisation and updating new machines they could install for drying and rolling the leaves.
1: It's the way forward,
0: he agreed. Economies of scale and mass production. But there will always be a demand for the more delicately flavoured tea, Devika countered, that is grown at higher altitude and picked by hand early in the season.
1: Maybe if the estate is well run, but so many of the small, smaller ones have gone to the wall because they're just too costly and their practices are inefficient. Such as, Sebastian frowned, the system of labour you need workers on the spot all year round, not coming and going with the seasons when it pleases them or when the harvest is bad.
0: Now, that's where you fill in. Find us that magical formula that this dear estate is brought back to life.
1: The trees you got replanted. They're growing haphazardly all over the hillside, the way the Chinese grow them. You should have terracing and they should be much closer together. More bushes, more leaves, that means more profit. And the soil's all wrong up here, not sandy enough.
0: Sandy soil up here? Are you mad? We are far from the coast, although you can see it from around the bend. What has sand got to do with tea?
1: Sand ensures good drainage. Most of the fields, which are new, need to get the soil reworked, sand brought in and mixed. Then things can improve. As for the processing, it's archaic. You still have a shed full of men rolling leaves by hand. You'll never be cost effective. The only way you can save your estate from ruin is to amalgamate with the big estates so you can use the modern machinery and change your practices."
0: Divicas sparked back. Bonne esperance has a future when we can find someone with the imagination to see how special it is and to drive to do more than just criticise. I thought you might be such a man, she said with a look of admiration. They discussed that they must turn around the fortunes of Bon Esperance. They needed an injection of capital to see them through the lean time before the new tree is fully matured, a financial backer. How to find one? They walked back to the house and parted with good spirits, ready to attack the long day with their plomb. The hill and the wood were coming alive with some distant noises. Feeling energetic from the walk, Devika swiftly dressed in her best casual sari, a hand-me-down of her mother's, of peach-coloured Japanese voile with a thin border. She carefully brushed her long hair and arranged into a neat plate. Thoughts of Sebastian kept coming to her mind. He was new to Mauritius and still finding his feet. It began to dawn to her that he might be useful to her more than she expected. He breathed of honesty and was a quick learner. There was so much passion in his talks. This gave Devika hope that she has indeed recruited the right person for the Inference. This is the end of this episode. Hope you have enjoyed it see you next time thank you for listening